1: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. I am your host, Mark Seavy, Special Projects Counsel at the American Legion. I'm joined, as always, by Jeff Daly, Hollywood Post 43, man of the year, I guess. I don't know. What were you for? What, what was the award you won?
2: Oh, from the, from Telma, the Chairperson ah, Award. Yes. Look at you, the
1: Chairperson Award. And Ashley Garbolja Maldonado from our nation's capital in Washington, D.C., who is about to... Uh, lose her husband for a week to me as my junior counselor at Boise State, I cannot wait. Uh, It will be, it'll be fun. And I'll bring him home relatively sober and well-rested if it's possible. But how are you today?
3: Well, by the time this airs, you will have already been home and well-rested. No. You will have had words. I,
1: I will be okay. home. I won't be well rested because then I've got another trip immediately
3: thereafter. So I just, I'll just get him a lot of water and Pedialyte and um, I'll just get him some of my, my ghost squeeze. I, I, I sauce.
1: need, I need him for one thing. <laughs> and one thing only he's got to keep them from burning the floor down that he's in charge of mm. your husband will be in charge of one floor of students, kids, and I will be in charge of the upper floor. And the beauty of my taking the upper floor is that hopefully he will hear them skittering across the halls while I'm trying to sleep.
3: You know what, Mark? He's your problem that week, not mine. So Uh, you got to deal with it. We're not going to have
1: that many kids. So we should be. We'll we'll take care of it. All right, folks. Well, today we have our guest is going to be Tony Wells from USA. Tony is the chief brand officer at USA. And under Tony's leadership, the brand team products, promotes, and advocates For the USAA brand fulfilling the association's mission to ensure the financial security of its 13 million members within the military community. Tony's been with USAA for three years uh, leading various marketing functions. Prior to joining USAA, he served as the Chief Marketing Officer for Schneider Electric, ADT Security, and 24-Hour Fitness. He's a 35-year member of uh, USAA, joining while a company commander in the Marines. He's also a graduate of the United States Naval Academy, as you will see. So we're really excited to to talk to Tony and we will be back with him here, or start with him in just 30 seconds.
0: So you were discharged with a 20% disability rating, but now you can't hear so well and need help. Contact an American Legion service officer. Service officers are free of charge and they help all veterans. Find one near you with our online tool at legion.org forward slash service officers. All right.
1: We are now joined by Tony Wells of USAA. Tony, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy day to come and spend a little time
4: with us. Uh, thanks, Mark. It's, uh, it's good to be here and um, to talk a little bit about what's happening at the American Legion at uh, USA and, and our veteran population.
1: Great. So as is uh, our usual custom here, we're going to let Ashley fire the first shot at you. So here you go. All right.
3: right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Tony. Um, Love USA. I have to say as a marketing and comms professional outside of this amazing co-host podcast, Legion, I love everything that you guys are doing. I have always been a fan of like the marketing between your ads and just all of the above. So I'm going to ask you a marketing slash, I think, appropriate Tony Wells question. So, you know, how has the pandemic and social distancing measures affected your marketing at USA and connecting with your target audience?
4: Uh, great question there, Ashley. It's, um, it's very interesting. I think it changed a lot of things for us. Uh, one, when the pandemic first, uh, you know, hit us, we're very, I think, fortunate that we're in the business of insurance. So we're in the business when something goes bump in the night, like we're well prepared for it. We were monitoring this situation uh, as early as uh, December. And so um, when we sent, you know, almost uh, 35,000 employees back home, from a marketing perspective, we were used to working together in an agile mindset with our uh, agency of, of record, and we ended up having to to really um, pivot our, our, our marketing. So we took some things out of market that we thought weren't relevant. Uh, we also developed some new uh, messaging that we thought was going to answer the needs of our members in terms of what was important to them. How can I get help? Uh, what assistance can uh, USA provide me? What does this mean to my insurance or to my banking account? And so We put new messaging out, new commercials. We did it remotely. We had never even thought that we could do that before. People filmed it in their homes, employees. And that message was like, hey, USAA is here to help. Um, Showing our our MSRs who are kind of our front line, the face of the brand. And uh, it was, uh, I think, very, very special to put together a a TV spot. And we were the first in the industry. Nine days after we kind of gave the creative brief, and doing it all remotely, saving money, and uh, just a real team effort.
3: Excellent. you know. And every time I, I see USAA, I just know it's synonymous with veterans, everything that you do. So I have to say that this past year, seeing some of the marketing and some of the things and the touch points of how you've been able to interact has been incredibly impressive. And I know what it is for at least our veteran community because we know that you have our backs. So I appreciate you. And I'll, uh, I, I think Jeff. Jeff wants to go next. Is it me? Ooh. It is
2: you. All right. So since Ashley started with marketing, I'm going to continue with marketing. I've been to one national convention so far and your in-person booth is always, from what I hear is always impressive. It was, it certainly was a big, impre- left a big impression on me. And I still have, I still have the coin that I got there. Cause it's beautiful and awesome. And I can't wait to see the next iteration of it. My question though, is not about the in-person because you guys, I've witnessed firsthand that you do that really well. I've seen your ad in the the magazine um, and uh, I've seen my friends in your ads because I'm out here in, in Hollywood and I know all about that filming at home thing. But what are the big challenges right now in a you know, a digital first kind of atmosphere? And I know you've already talked about like filming at home, but are there, are there other challenges in digital first considering how well you do in real life?
4: Yeah, so uh, you know, I think, uh, Jeff, when you're a digital only brand like USAA, you have to really work hard to try to personalize that experience so that it feels like it's you. And also humanize it. Um, one of the things that's happening in USA is like you know phone calls were how we you know built our unbelievable I think focus on on members, folks picking up and being uh, empathizing with the situation, trying to help a member solve it. And in a digital only world, uh, sometimes expressing empathy is a little bit more difficult. I would also say that um, for our newer members. Uh, they have really, really high expectations. They are comparing our financial services, digital experience with Uber or Amazon or or all the other things that are out there. And so it raises the bar every day in terms of expectations of USA. And so we are continuing looking, we continue to look at every digital experience, seeing how we can take friction or pain out of it, um, make it easier. Um, and safer because with financial uh, services, you always have to be very mindful of security and and fraud because there's always uh, bad actors. Uh, 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 an executive here at USA said, "Evil never sleeps." So um, we want to make sure that we're uh, we're protecting our members.
2: Well, I, I feel confident with uh with my money over there at USAA and my credit card over there with USAA, my car insurance over there with USAA. So I. Uh, I you're doing a great job making me not worry about, uh, evil being up late at night. And I'm going to now, I guess I'm going to send it over to Mark Seavey.
1: Yeah. I'm actually going to go in a different direction. We've talked a lot about <laughs> USA, but we haven't really talked about Tony Wells. And Uh-oh. I think, I think that I think, well, you know, in reading your bio and reading some other things, I, I saw that you had been a, a basketball player in Washington, DC, and then you had gone, uh, t- obviously to the Naval Academy, you're wearing the shirt. So Uh, I have always found it interesting. I, we had this debate on the podcast last week on whether we thought that, you know, people who played football at the Navy Academy or, or, or basketball or whatever should be able to waive their service to go on and do other things. And Joe Cardona, my favorite football player right now from the Naval Academy, but can you tell us what attracted you to the Naval Academy? Now I know you had some relatives that served, including an uncle who was a Marine, if I'm not mistaken, but can you talk a little bit about your, you know, your upbringing and, and your experience and then heading off to the Naval Academy?
4: Yeah. So, um, you know, I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, my grandfather had served in the Navy. Um, I had a, a cousin that was a, a, a Montfort uh, Point Marine. So, um, you know, being in D.C., it's a it is a military city like you see the Pentagon. Uh, Arlington, uh, you know, 8th and I, Marine Barracks. And so you get to see lots of, of military inaction. So for me, the Naval Academy was not a foreign concept. And so um, I did play basketball probably about 30 pounds ago um, and uh, was very fortunate to be recruited by the Naval Academy. And, um, you know, I had some other schools that were interested in me, but when I looked at the academic um, uh, reputation of the Naval Academy, the fact that you know you can serve your country uh, let's be honest it's like oh at the end of your college there's a guaranteed job waiting for you that also factored in when you're 17 years old so um it turned out to be a really great decision for me one that you know i talked to a lot of parents who have questions about uh service at the academy and you know while i was there very fortunate to play alongside you know david robinson who's you know the greatest uh uh player to ever kind of come out of a service academy and so uh you know my senior year we went to the elite 8 lost to Duke unfortunately um but it was a really great experience and um I know there's often a lot of discussion around athletics at the service academies but I I do really believe that it is a foundational element there's a great training ground for this idea of esprit de corps and teamwork and playing for the name on the front of the jersey versus the name on the back of the jersey and um, I wouldn't trade it, and I think athletics are a key component of, of a midshipman or a cadet's life. So, you know, the controversy or the discussion around athletes, like it always goes back. It kind of is like a pendulum that yes. goes back and forth. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, I played alongside David Robinson, who did two years of active and then the rest uh reserve duty. And, you know, my belief in this is that the Navy got so much out of David's uh, um, contributing to the awareness of service. And uh, he's been just a a poster uh, poster child for how you do it. He's just a class act. And he, even to this day, uh, I think supports Navy recruiting. So, um, you know, it's, there's always a trade off in these discussions.
1: But you said you had gained 30 pounds since then. Well, I will see you and raise you quite a bit. I wrestled at the Citadel at 150 pounds. So I have now gained 80 pounds since college, which granted when I was 150 pounds, I was starving myself, but uh, yeah, 30s nothing, man. 30 is easy. <laughs> so, all right, we will take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Tony Wells in 30 seconds. Doodly, doodly.
0: 100 miles for hope is back and we're taking it to the next level. This year, you could choose over 40 different activities and track your progress on a handy mobile app. We have sweet swag to commemorate your journey, including tech shirts, baseball caps, hoodies, pins, patches, and challenge coins. All proceeds from these purchases support veterans and military families through the Veterans and Children Foundation. Head to legion.org hundred miles to get started.
1: All right. We're rejoining Tony Wells, who we've been talking to about USAA and all the good things they're doing for veterans and active duty military and everything else. And we are up again with round two from Ashley.
3: Okay. So I feel like I'm I'm getting all of the like the more serious questions. So I'm just going to keep on that. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, I'm just, I'm the inquisitive one. They make fun of me all the time, Tony. They're just like, you're such a nerd and I am a big nerd and I just embrace that. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is, you know, 2020 has been a very, just very trying year for a lot of folks. And I wanted to talk a little bit about USAA and, you know, the promotion of diversity and inclusion, you know, when racial tensions have been, you know, just, at a and Valley, a and Valley, but have really kind of come to full center. Not that they were not at any point, not important. Right. But like people are paying attention and how is USA, you know, utilizing both diversity and inclusion, both training or in your marketing and how are you helping people come together?
4: Yeah. Um, so thanks for that question. I I think uh, following the uh, the murder of uh, George Floyd, I, I think everybody in corporate America kind of went and looked a little bit in the mirror around, hey, what are we doing here? Um, For me, what I felt and observed is that we had a lot of teammates who were carrying a lot of rocks in their pack, and no one knew it. Um, They didn't feel the burden. And um, you want to go to work every day and be at your best. And um, we've laid out here, our CEO, Wayne Peacock, has said, hey, we want every employee to be able to live up to their full potential. And so for us, um, we kind of re-examined our uh, efforts on DEI and uh, really looked at it through three lenses. Uh, The the first, how is this impacting our employees? Um, Do they have opportunities? Um, Do we have programs to uh, support their uh, advancement? Are they feeling like they can be their authentic selves when they show up to work? Uh, do they feel like they're included and they belong? And so we are doing lots of work to assess that uh, in our organization, because if you show up and you feel like you don't really belong or you can't be who you are, then, you, you know, you're not, I don't think you're prepared to do your best work. Uh, second, we looked at members. Um, how are we communicating to members? Uh, is it relevant? Um, and in particular, when we look at uh, gender and we look at uh, multicultural Uh, are USA messages reaching those uh, uh, individuals in a way that um, feels like it connects with them? Because if our marketing isn't connecting with women, if it isn't connecting with people of color, those with individuals with disabilities, LGBTQ, like we wanna make sure those messages connect and we're doing a lot to measure that and prepare for that. Uh, And then the last thing would be just the communities in which we operate. We wanna be a, a good corporate citizen And so we're looking at uh, our supplier diversity, making sure that that has better known businesses, women-owned businesses of uh, people of color, Um, and also asset and uh, investment management, our corporate development, which looks for new ventures and innovations. Um, And then I would say finally, uh, our corporate responsibility area, how we're um, giving money to worthy nonprofits to help advance Uh, opportunities for income, education, or wealth gap. So it is a, I feel like it's a very comprehensive program. Um, We've got lots of work to do. We're not perfect. And I think every day we get up just trying to be a little bit better in this space. Um, And I also think it's important that um, as we look at this, that people don't view this as the pie is getting smaller or someone's taking your piece of the pie, like a, a rising tide, you know, raises all boats. And so we're trying to grow the pie, make sure there's room underneath the tent for everyone, and I mean everyone uh, to understand why this is good. And when a teammate wins or gets training or has an opportunity to be their authentic self and live up to their potential, that's that's good for me too um, uh, because I'm on their team. So anyway, long-winded answer there, but um, um, we, we are very, very committed, and we know that this is important to the military community and. The military community is wrestling with it too. And, you know, when I was a Marine, like, you know, used to be joke, hey, um, no one, there's not a black Marine or white Marine, like we're all, we're all green. And that was great at the time, but it also kind of looks past the issue that we, we do need to address how um, we can make sure that everybody um, feels like they belong. So there you go.
3: That's fantastic. Long-winded. That's my style, Tony. <laughs> so it's like we just became instant besties. So I'm just saying, everything, you know, you everything us, that is you is great.
4: You might not invite me back on this podcast because I get, <laughs> get five minute answers. But no, uh, anyway.
3: you're fine. I, I'm sure we could do a whole separate like pod, like podcast episode with Mark C B just asking you about like your time at the Naval Academy and sports, and he'll probably trail off into something about Lord of the Rings or I, I, I don't did. know. I don't know what your personal hobbies are, Tony, but. <laughs> I'm sure we can, we could have you back on. I'm just saying, so I'm going say, <laughs> I'm still trying to get
4: over the, heat wrestled at 150 pounds.
3: <laughs> I know me too. Right. I was, we love I, you, Mark.
1: I, I was six, one. And in high school, I wrestled at 140. So that'll tell you, I was not the most, uh, filled out individual. I'm probably the only guy ever who went to basic training and gained like 50 pounds. Like <laughs> it was like, I was like three meals a day. Are you kidding me? This is the greatest Why? thing ever. That's how I
3: was. I gained, I gained muscle there. I was like, I came back like 125 pounds of solid muscle. And I was like, well, this only probably lasts like a year or two. Yeah. <laughs> Just playing. All
1: right, anyway. Jeff, you are up buddy. Round two.
2: All right, Tony, you're pretty safe when you talk about being long winded and uh, coming back to the show. Cause yeah. they would have got rid of me a long time ago example incoming so just to be safe to ashley or to be fair to ashley i call both of them nerds they're all over the game of thrones and i mean i like game of thrones too but they like like game of thrones and also i i find it a little insulting that you're talking about gaining 30 pounds since you played basketball i've gained 30 pounds since march of 2020 (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's, it's COVID, been... COVID weight. <laughs> oh yeah, COVID nineteen. My butt. I'm working on the COVID twenty twenty five. So uh, let's get back to let's get back to learning about Tony. So I want to kind of bridge between your your pre USAA life and your USAA life. So you you were in the Marine Corps, URA, Semper Fi, all that, and you played basketball at a at a at a high Division one level. And how did those experiences come together uh, in your in your business career, making you uh, better at what you do?
4: Yeah, I I, um, I say there are two defining things that uh, um, have impacted me for my my business career, and that was uh, being a marine officer, and then you know being a college athlete. Um, and I'll start first with the the sports one, which is that. You know, at the at the Naval Academy, yeah, it's pretty rare to get a seven foot one center, but uh, he's still only one player. I, I love him, but he's still only one player, and there uh, there's a team around him. And um, for the most part, just like with Navy football, like um, you're not when you get to D1 sports, athleticism uh, across the line is just off the chart. And so you have to execute better if you're a service academy, like you have to be flawless in your execution, the blockouts, passing, turnovers, rebound, like you have to be a fundamentally sound. And so that really is informed as I've gone through my business career around this idea of execution and um, doing the small things well. (laughs) Um, um, And so you're kind of that's drilled into you. And then I think, you know, my time in the Marine Corps really around this idea of know yourself, know your job, know your people. And when you do all three of those really well, things tend to, to fall in place. And, you know, that old thing, like when you, uh, if you sweat in peacetime, you, you bleed less in, in war. So just the hard work, knowing your, yourself, knowing your people and, um, you know, it's, you um, um, my first gunnery uh, sergeant, platoon sergeant, taught me that. It's like, hey, don't worry, we'll get this done. But you're going to know your people, you're going to know your job, and uh, and you're going to know yourself. So uh, it's just stuck with me.
2: Nice, and I know that uh, David Robinson, NBA, he was nicknamed the Admiral. Uh, you went Marine Corps option, so at work in the break room, are they calling you the General or no? No, they they, they were not calling me.
4: They're not calling
2: you. <laughs> no. <laughs> They may have called me Butter Bar, but that, yeah, they, they weren't calling me uh, the general. All right. There you go. Mr. CV Well,
1: I, I also learned a lot from my Division I career. I learned that I could be beat up on any city in the East Coast because I'm pretty sure I got whooped in every single major city on the East Coast. So I moved to the Midwest and went to law school, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, USA is obviously – you know, that you have a lot of competitors, but it's almost as if you have, I don't want to say a monopoly, but you guys occupy a big space within the veteran community with the things that you do. What is it you think it, it's about USA that that sort of brings everyone in? Is it just the fact that you are exclusive to those folks or is it something else you, you bring to the table for the, for veterans and active duty?
4: Yeah, look, the I, I, uh, the company was started... Um, by the military, for the military. And, you know, the story is that a bunch of army officers got together and they couldn't get insurance because uh, the normal insurance companies viewed them as being too risky. And so from that moment, you know, we're coming up uh, next year, we'll be 100 years old. Um, it's really around forming and developing products and services that are unique to the military community. And, um, you know, we developed that with the mindset that, We want to reduce any chance that military members focused or worried about their finances. That uh, we give competitive rates um, and um, know what it uh, takes to ensure their financial security. So, I I just think in in many regards there are a lot of other brands, a lot of competitors out there. I don't know if they build their product and service with the military in mind. And and I'll give you two examples. We were the first a major brand to use 800 numbers on a on a international basis because we knew service members were deployed around the world and they wanted to talk to someone about uh, an issue like um, they didn't want to load a bunch of uh, quarters into a, into, a, you know, a payphone which no one knows what a payphone is anymore, but um, or uh, remote deposit capture so when you take your mobile phone and you deposit a check well, we invented that technology. We did it because we knew members uh, were getting checks and like mailing them in, like they want to get their, their, their funds as quickly as possible. So a lot of our innovation has been around trying to uh, make it easier for, uh, for service members because we know they have a very complicated life, lots of deployment, time away from home, often in uh, uh, different parts of the world. And um, we want to make that a, a better experience. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: this is normally where we would say, where where do we steer people to find you? But I think most people are going to know how to find USAA. It shouldn't, shouldn't be too difficult for them. But
4: Yeah. You know, Mark, what, what I would say is that I think there are a lot of veterans who don't even realize that they're eligible because eligibility has changed over the years. It was yeah. originally formed as an officer only. And so we've opened that up. And if Um, you're a veteran, you know, please check in. And, you know, the good thing is you don't necessarily have to get a product. Um, If you call up and say, hey, I'm a veteran, I want to establish membership. The great thing about that is it allows you to um, ensure you and your family members going forward are eligible for membership because you've come in and established a, a, you know, a member number and given us all the key information so that we can uh, validate your eligibility so we're still trying to spread the word you know we, we track this from a brand tracking perspective and you know we still have about 50 percent of uh um actively serving uh members who uh currently serving members who don't know that they're eligible for membership because uh they just haven't been told or um haven't seen some of our you know of our marketing so we we have work to do and uh, we're super thankful to serve we, we like to say we think we have the best customers in the world and you know obviously the American Legion is a is a key stakeholder for us uh, in building bridges with the, the veteran uh, population.
1: Yeah and we certainly appreciate it as Jeff noted you guys always have a great display at conventions so kind of look forward to it and I've had the uh, ability to go out with some of the USAA people that are there and it's always a fun time so. We I appreciate
4: haven't to the it. I've been to the, I've got to get out this year so we'll see if I can uh, get out uh, of uh, out of San Antonio and uh, head to the conference.
2: Yeah, at least, at least you'll be used to the heat. Right. Yeah. From San Antonio to Phoenix. It was 116
1: <laughs> in Phoenix yesterday. So we might have to get some beverages to to cool the body temperature down, only that reason of course, but <laughs> might have to get something. So Tony, we appreciate you uh, taking time. We know how busy you are. And so we very much appreciate you uh, spending a little bit of time with us today.
4: Well, again, uh, actually Mark, Jeff, I appreciate you having, uh, uh, me USA on, uh, the podcast. You guys, uh, at Legion just do an unbelievable job supporting and servicing veterans. We are completely aligned with that mission statement. And so, um, again, wish you guys, uh, a safe uh, summer as we head into it and uh, excited to see kind of America opening back up. And um, if there are uh, members of the Legion or veterans out there that um, want a trusted brand to help them with financial services, please uh, give us the honor of serving uh, you. So thank you very much.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much, Tony and everybody else. We will be back in 30 seconds.
4: The American Legion is
0: veteran strength in America. We are in your community, supporting veterans, service members, and their families, enriching the lives of young people, and promoting citizenship and patriotism. Our members are passionate about these core values. Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org slash join. All right, so we have talked to Tony now,
1: and Ashley, what's your big takeaway?
3: So Towards the end, he said something very, very poignant. And, you know, as far as like eligibility goes and folks not always necessarily knowing like what services or, you know, what what all encompasses, right, USAA, I feel like there's a lot of like, it's like, I feel like we're passing the time because like, I feel like that's kind of the the onion the magical onion of the american legion right like there are so many folks out there that don't know that they're eligible f- to be a part of all of the awesomeness that we have right so like us as an organization i think there there's a lot of parallels and i thought tony is a great you know representation of like you know second service and continuing forward uh to really help and um you know improve and encourage our community so it was really nice to have them on.
2: Jeff? I really uh, enjoyed hearing about the innovation uh, that they have employed over the years, uh, starting with the, uh, bypassing the payphone for people overseas. Uh, just It just shows the way that they improvise, adapt, and overcome to create excellent customer service experience for those who are serving, which is where it really, really shines in doing things to make, while you're in the complicated life of serving better, but also for uh, veterans for the rest of their lives, because uh, there's some uh, innovations, not just on the technological, physical side of interacting with a financial institution like USAA, but the understanding of veterans as a customer is uh, is really impressive and I, I enjoyed hearing about uh, the back end of those of those kinds of things that it was wasn't just a happy accident (laughs) there's some people putting a lot of thought into it
1: yeah so my thought was a little bit like ashley's i was trying to look for something but um the american legion and usa do have sort of a lot in common outside of just who we represent but one of the things that always is tough for me with the legion is when somebody just cold says to you why should i be a member of the legion and it you know we've talked about it before it's like how much time do you have like it it, we are so diversified that we have things all over the place usa is kind of the same way like they used to be in my mind were just an insurance company and now they're investment and banking and all these other ancillary things so they probably have some of the, you know, same hurdles that we do where they're involved in so many things you have to market, you know, based on what the person is looking for, uh, as opposed to what you have to offer. So it's, I, I think it's, I think it's great to hear from someone from USA like that. And he, he's obviously a, a pretty sharp cat. So it was fun talking to him. All right, folks, remember to subscribe to Tango Alpha Lima on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, write a review and rate us, preferably five stars. If you want to send us feedback, you can make a comment on YouTube or Facebook, uh, especially about Ashley's microphone, which is our favorite comments. Or you can send us an email at Lima at Legion.org. Jeff, Ashley, Ashley, again, I will. I will babysit your husband quite well. I'll make sure he is in bed no later than three in the morning each night. So I I promise to be good to him. Everybody else, we'll see you next week. Bye.